0: How do you speak up, stand your ground, or choose which fights to pick? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today's episode, I hope you get value from it. It's one of those episodes where I had like this regular everyday occurrence. And I was like, I think this might be a podcast episode if I can get my point across well. But sometimes like those real everyday mindset in the moment, things don't really translate so well over the airwaves. So I'm hoping you'll hear this little story and get value from it because it really is about how do you learn to speak up? How do you disagree? How do you sort of state your point of view? But how do you also know when to stop, shut up, and not say anything and just pick your battles? It isn't always easy. And I have this like total first world problem kind of example of it. But it's really, as I've observed myself going through it, it's been a highlight of how do you speak your truth? how do you risk disrupting the status quo? How do you risk being disagreeable or being unlikable? All of that seems to come together in this regular everyday first world problem. So here's the story. Um, My husband and I are redesigning our house and we have an architect firm that's um, working with us on the remodel. We're working on making it universal design for his disability, but also modernizing the 1950s style that the house was built in. And then as a result, we're gutting the interior. So we've hired interior designers and decorators to help us plan the fixtures and the layout um, for the interior of the space once it's finished. And all of my interactions um, with the architect firm have just been so smooth and so seamless. The same thing with both our real estate agent back in Boston and our real estate agent here in California. I've always been like made to feel that I'm a good client, that I'm easy to work with, that, um, you know, I've just never been made to feel disagreeable until uh, we have our interior decorators. And one of the reasons why um, my husband and I hired one is because he and I don't have the same design style at all. He is incredibly strictly modern and I'm kind of like a mostly modern girl. I like the clean lines, I like the updated look, but I want things to be warm and feel comfy and cozy too and I don't always get that from a modern design. To give you an example of why we hired somebody and our last condo in Boston we had like this little nook in our condo that we had both decided up like a little makeshift bar area should be set up and we could do a built-in or we could get a bar cart but a place to hold our wine bottles because um, we were members of a wine club and Maybe some glasses and a few stray bottles of alcohol or whatever would go there. He and I never agreed on what we wanted to do with the space. So the day we moved out 10 years later, our wine bottles and our liquor bottles were still being stored in cardboard boxes in that area um, because I just decided I didn't want the fight that it wasn't worth it to me to really say what I wanted. um, And it wasn't worth it to him to sort of pursue the point enough to get <laughs> what he wanted. So we just didn't do anything with it. And we were very intentional that this time around, we needed help helping us sort of combine our two styles. And so we hired this interior decorator firm and the first initial visit was really good. I I really loved their initial design ideas. It was pretty consistent with, sort of where we were hoping to go with the space and then in the second and third meetings it seemed like there were a lot of miscommunications and there was a moment where um, there was a design in the kitchen and I didn't quite like it. (laughs) Um, And I I found it really not representative of me. And one of the things that I said, I was like, it's one of those dresses that I like, that I could look at and go, wow, that's a really pretty dress, but I would never want to wear it. That I could appreciate it as really interesting design, but it really wasn't for me. And I have two designers working with us, and then I have my husband, and the three of them loved it, and it was me just not liking it. And I had this moment of conceding and saying, Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I yeah, I, I see that it's good. I'm I'm sure we can make it work. And then after that meeting, which is now, you know, maybe a month and a half or so ago, I just, you know, it was like 12 hours later, it was probably from the moment I closed the door, leaving the place that there was this story in my head, like, why did I say yes to that? I really don't like it. Um, And feeling that and, and listening to my husband kind of cajole me and be like, well, it'll be like this and you'll like it like that. And when you see the whole thing and, and finally, like, I was just like, no, like, <laughs> the whole point of hiring someone is that like, I get to have a say, I get to have a voice. So I dialed it back and I sent an email to the firm and I said, hey, listen, I know I said yes to this, but we need to go back to the drawing board because this isn't like, this isn't anything close to what I want. So, you know, can we just tweak this one section? Um, And then I <laughs> I went one up and said, and now while we're at it, there's this other area, Um, uh, I think one of the bathrooms or something, I said, I know that I said yes to this, but it's, it's running a little too dark for me. I want the space to be brighter and airier. So there were these two examples where I said yes, and then had to take it back and say no. It created a lot of tension in the email exchange. So eventually what we ended up doing is we had to meet to look at some materials in person or whatever. So about a month or so ago, I guess, I met with them and I said, Hey listen, before we go any further, like can we just like have a fresh start? Can we can we just put something on the table? And I just said I said it's really hard for me when the two of you and my husband are all in agreement for like what's an awesome design and for me to be the person to go, Uh, oh, but like there's not enough color and oh that's really modern and is that chair actually gonna be comfortable or does it look really just Look really nice in the space, and I said I really love the overall design. I don't see myself in it, like, and I just need to speak up. And I just like it's hard for me to do that. I don't like being disagreeable, but I'm also the client, and we we kind of still continue to get in a little bit of a back and forth. And so finally, like, I put on my big girl pants and I put on my brave suit, and I said, I've never been made to feel like a difficult client, but. I said you only spent two and a half to three hours tops with us since the you met us and we hired you. It's realistic to me that you wouldn't get my taste the first time up at bat, the first effort you made, that like there's tweaking to be had and there's ways that we can um, you know, add a little bit more of me without compromising the whole design. And I'd really like to do that. I'd really like us to get on the same page. And then, you know, they were very professional and very appropriate. Absolutely, absolutely like we're totally sorry. We didn't mean to make you feel like a bad client. We don't at all think you're a bad client. You're a really good client. Um and you know it felt really good going forward so last night was our next meeting and we were uh you know going over the last minute finishes looking at flooring and uh, all the (laughs) stupid million decisions you have to make when you're getting an entire home um and i was looking at each choice and each choice continued to be Closer to what I had said, eh, not really me, oh, not really me. So we were looking at, you know, um, coloring and walls and, and drapes and all of this stuff. And so I kept saying yes, but yes, but to each story or each choice rather. And so finally, I ended up having to say If you tell me, Heather, we hear you, color is coming, you're gonna get me to shut up. But in every option that's being put in front of me, it's more neutral, it's more gray, it's more like more of the same. And I said, I I need to know that color's coming. And it was so hard for me to do that (laughs) because they're really excited. They're the creative type sitting in front of me saying, hey, we've spent all these design hours looking at this. My husband's like, wow, this is amazing. And I have to be the person who says, but, (laughs) and raise my hand, and but, and raise my hand again. And what I recognized in that is that the moment of being difficult is really hard, but it wasn't as hard as last month or two months ago, however long it was at this point, when I said yes, and then had to say no where I went along with the status quo And I didn't, you know, I didn't speak up and I tried to be sort of like even and neutral and go with the flow and then have to sit in the natural consequence of not really saying what I thought, of not really speaking up and talking about what I wanted. In the idea that I would potentially say yes to something that I would have to live with for a really long time, because if I think I'm ever going to get my husband to do one more thing to this house once it's finally done, I'm ridiculous. Um... It just... I don't wanna be that person. I don't wanna be the person who sits in the natural consequence of not saying anything. I also don't wanna be the person who, when I'm made to feel bad or made to feel like I'm a bad client or something, who doesn't speak up. And we get in these situations, these regular everyday situations all the time. It could be a group of six people. Everybody wants to go to the single restaurant for pizza, but one of them's a gluten-free free and gluten intolerant and suddenly that person has to speak up and go well actually what would i eat at a pizza place you know it's it's you know working on a business team and everybody wants to do it one way and you're thinking ah, i think there's an easier way or there's a way that would be harder but i think we'd get to our result faster this idea that in the moment we have to make the choice to be difficult, to be disagreeable, to to slow progress, to slow production, to slow efficiency. It's really, really hard. Um, And what I was recognizing for myself is that We all experience these difficulties in so many, in different areas. So there's so many times and situations where somebody will say something to me and I have no problem speaking up and telling them where to go, how to get there (laughs) in rapid succession. Um, and I can set really good boundaries at work and I could tell people what I think on this podcast every single day. What was interesting to me is that my taste my like, my aesthetic preference, whatever you want to call it, like, I don't feel as confident in it. I don't feel as I know that much. And it took me a while to really own that it doesn't freaking matter. I get to like what I like, and I'm the client. But because that area made me feel a little insecure, made me feel a little less than, um, it was harder for me to speak up. We are all going to have our points of contention where it's really hard to say no, we don't want to make someone uncomfortable, we don't want to create a scene, we don't want to be awkward, we don't want to make somebody feel bad. There's all of these kinds of reasons for why we're not going to say something. And sometimes for women in particularly, I think it's trained in our brains. And when I was walking through, like, how did it work for me this time? It started with a promise. I like we parked the car. And as we were going into the office, I said to my husband, I said, you know, I'm speaking up this time. Like, I can't do it the way I did last time. Um, And he said, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I get it. And (laughs) he didn't like it, (laughs) but he tolerated it. Um, And it was this decision that I would rather sit in the natural consequence that comes with slowing something down, speaking up, being disagreeable, than not speaking my truth. I think it comes down to that. Because how many times have people been in unsafe situations where their gut has been kind of weird or there's like um like the hairs on their neck go kind of, you know, up and they they don't want to hurt someone's feelings and they don't want to be perceived as something so they don't do something and they end up in a weird situation. That just happened to me the other day where I was sitting in my car um doing some work so my windows were open um and uh, Uh, you know, I was just hanging out. My eyes were down, and all of a sudden there was this guy next to me in my car, uh, and he had, like, his hand out, so his hand was, like, in the window. And I I just, I don't even know what he said. I don't even know what he was asking for, but I was like, this doesn't feel safe. I don't like this. So I turned on my car, rolled up the window, and drove away. Like, I don't know if he was asking me for help. I don't know uh, if he just needed something. If he was disoriented, it just was like this gut instinct of you might not be safe. You have to risk being wrong about that in order to get yourself into a safe situation. There was another time in college. (laughs) I remember this. I was on public transportation and I was um, on, the, like, on the subway, I was standing and some man was behind me and he started pushing himself and his pelvis against me. And like, at first it looks, it, it's in that like way that it's kind of crowded so it could be an accident. And then the second time it happens, you realize not so much. Um, and I shouted out on the train, I don't know you, you're a stranger and you're rubbing your crotch against me. I need you to stop. And everybody looked, but but the natural consequence of creating that scene, if that guy had just accidentally done it twice, which let's face it, we don't think he did, but I created this really public scene to protect my safety. Sometimes it's going to matter in that real world problem, and other times it's it's going to matter less because we're just talking about drapery in a house. But I think we get into habits. I think we the way we move through the world um, becomes habitual. We get in a habit of not saying something. It becomes our default in a way because we're so worried about what to say or what to do on the other side of it. Um, and what I encourage people to do is to get really clear with who you are and how you move through the world and own that unapologetically. Because if you're able to do that, then what ends up happening is even if you do accidentally hurt someone's feelings because you've assumed bad intent and they were just asking for help, or even if you do, you know, in my case, hurt someone's feelings because you're basically telling them you don't like their design option or something, like it is easier to sit with, because you are taking care of yourself. I think what ends up happening for a lot of us is we get in this pattern of not speaking up, and then we build these patterns of resentment. And then the the not speaking up creates a story in our heads that we can't, that we're not capable, that other people can, that's a fight for other people. Someone else could stand up, but it can't be me. If we wanna change that story about ourselves, we have to be willing to speak our minds. And I think it starts with the small stuff. It's always been kind of easy for me, For the things that I really, really care about. So if it's my work, if it's the way, you know, like a clinical intervention, if it's, you know, something for someone's business, I have no problem being disagreeable and going against the grain. When it doesn't seem to matter that much and it might only affect me, I think those are the times when it's a little bit harder for me. So I have to be aware of that. I have to be okay with being a difficult client or with... Speaking up and slowing progress. If I'm really gonna have, you know, the life and house I want, right? So part of this too, my friends, is tuning into the other side, because I think what ends up happening, and I keep referencing this. I should tell her because I haven't even told her. But Stacy Speakers, an executive coach, and I just mentioned her on the show the other day too. But she had this line on her, on her Facebook feed, like, "How much time are you wasting avoiding a 10-minute hard conversation?" and that. Has has really guided me ever since I saw that quote like this idea like am I perseverating on something that I just need to say out loud am I worrying too much on something that I just need to get over with but you know the other part of this too is we can't pick every fight and I didn't yesterday (laughs) I, I conceded defeat on a couple of things where I could just tell it wouldn't matter And it's recognizing for yourself what are the fights worth fighting and what can you really let go. And on those, I really like the 24-hour rule. I really like the idea of not saying anything, not speaking up, Letting it go, asking for time to think, telling the person you'll get back to them, but giving yourself a 24-hour rule to see if it still bothers you, to see what your opinion is, to sit on it. Because I think so often we get into that habit of saying yes when we wanted to say no. Because the situation's immediately in front of us. There's something like somebody asks a question, they want something of us, they need something of us, it feels super awkward to say, I'm sorry, I don't know yet, could you may- wait, would, it, would you mind coming back tomorrow? But if we sit and tune into ourselves and we get clear with who we are, it's so much easier going forward. Otherwise, my friends, you're doing what I had to do and cleaning up a mess and having a really hard conversation because you said yes when you should have said no. Um, I don't know if this conversation went off the rails, if you find value in it, but I certainly hope you take stock and take a moment to kind of look at your life of where you might not be speaking up, where you might not be saying what you really think and how that might be affecting you. And if you're sitting in the natural consequence of that, just make sure you're good with it. And if not, maybe take a page from my book and speak up next time. Thanks so much for joining me today and for having this conversation. I appreciate you indulging me. I hope that it makes sense to you and I will find you on the other side. Bye for now.